Hello, 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 and welcome to On Deck Circle here on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm Adam Rosen, across from Michael Levitt, and it's been a pretty busy week in baseball, even though it's the offseason. So, we got Hall of Fame results, or I guess, quote, results. Um, we've got a couple... Results. They were just well, pretty obnoxious results, in my opinion, but... Um, then you have, we got some free agencies, there's some trades, there's rumors, and there's a really cool thing we'll talk about at the end of the show, I'll talk about at the end of the show, that happened in the commissioner's office. And, um, first we'll start off with Hall of Fame voting analysis, as many of you know, I'm sure you guys know now, nobody got in for only, the, I believe, the fourth time since, uh, 1963, so the first time since 2013 that nobody was not, uh, inducted or voted in this year. And you've got guys like Kurt Schilling, who were about, I think he was 16, uh, number 16 votes away. Um, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, both around 61% voting. Voting, They're on their last year. They're going to go on to their last years. Scott Rowland had a big jump. Um, I believe Billy Wagner had a decent-sized jump. But nobody was able to get that 75% threshold. And it kind of just, to me, it feels like it's exposing the the holes in this Hall of Fame voting style and the, just the the process. I think it's a really, really damaged and messed up process. I don't know what your thoughts. Michael, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think it's... I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's... Some of the issues are sort of the same as... or similar to some of the issues I have with the end-of-year award voting, with the... Um, with like writers doing it for the MVP and I guess it's more similar to the all-star game where fans voted in and that this is right writers and it's not necessarily they're not necessarily with, with the all-star game fans vote for whoever they want they don't have to be good with this the people who are on there are good the thing is the writers don't always they don't always see who they take more into account than just what they did on the field, I think is the main issue I have. It yeah, it. and I think we both disagreed on this a little bit, but over time I've started to think about the character clause, and I think I think it's okay to have a character clause, but I think it should not it should not be as held as high of a standard as it is. I mean, yes, it is important that we don't, I don't think we want to honor or recognize people who've are done legitimate or said bad things, but what more important, if we're going and talk to a, it's, um, I think Jeff Passan described it, it's a museum. You don't just wipe out history, like from a museum. I believe that's what he said, actually, on um, Pat McAfee's show a few days ago. Um, it's it's a museum, and you can't just write, wipe history out of something. Like it hap- what happened happened, but you ha- you got to move on. Like my my issue is the hypocrisy about the steroids thing, because one, I don't believe steroids weren't illegal. They weren't being tested. They were ba- they were kind of just being. Uh, I, I guess let it was let, they were allowing it to happen. Bud Selig, the, who was the commissioner at the time, why is he if he he get, he just lets it he just lets steroids happen, but then decides oh no none of these guys and then they get like in trouble for it and years later about it. Why should Bud Selig why should Bud Selig who was com- complicit with steroids in baseball why should he be in the Hall of Fame? He doesn't deserve it if those guys aren't. Those guys who were on steroids still you can't write. Jeff Hasn't said it well too as well. I mean, I, I've been saying this as well. You cannot write you cannot tell the story of baseball or maybe even pro sport, American sports without Barry Bonds. Like I think that's a fair point. And I think 
like, look, steroids, yes, they happened. You can't just wipe, but again, you can't wipe that history away. That is what happened. You cannot just pretend it didn't happen, and that's what I think. Just saying, that's really the re. We know that's why these guys aren't getting in. Some of these guys aren't getting in. We know that. It maybe it's not explicitly said, but we can, we can fairly say, if these guys weren't accused of steroids, if they weren't on steroids or something, and they had these, if they didn't care about steroids, then they would be in. But, I think but, you can say the same thing about Kurt Schilling. I mean, he would be in if they didn't consider his character, what he's done off the field since then. As much as they do, right. as much as they do now. Correct. I mean, which the point is for players to be inducted based on what they did on the field, either on the field or as a manager or an executive or an umpire. I mean, whatever it is. And yeah. when you start taking into account, you have to wait five years. If you start taking into account what they did during those five years. It's not just a baseball Hall of Fame then, because they're not. They might not necessarily be in baseball during that time. Yeah, I can see. I can. I, I've, I've. I've. Over time, over the last honestly few hour, uh, forty eight hours or so since the results, I've. I've started to agree with that point. I think. Look, I don't want to get political here, but is Kurt showing probably not the most. Does not have the highest form of character. I'd say some of the things he does or said are quite controversial, and and some can be offensive. Same can be said about others, but. What that, should that be taken into account? Maybe a little, maybe a little, but it should not be the deciding factor. If the guy was a, if if Kurt Schilling wasn't that, if he wasn't a great pitcher, then fine, I get it. But he was a very, he was a pretty darn good pitcher, especially in the postseason, um, with the, the you know the bloody sock incident, which apparently you told me he put ketchup in there. I didn't actually not know that. Yeah. <laughs> that that's actually or kind he, of fun. he added some sort of thing to it, to something to it to make it. Um... To add to its effect, basically. It is a little bit of... That's kind of funny, honestly. Um, but I, I just think... I, I see your point now, and I just think... What they did off the field matters a little, but it shouldn't matter m- enough to not keep them out of the Hall of Fame, unless they literally, like, committed... If they committed, like, a legit... Like, a, like, well, right. Yeah, but, obviously, like if I... if Pete Rose had started betting, let's say, after he was a done bun being a manager, but before his time to be eligible for a Hall of Fame was, let's say he gets, I don't know, racketeering or something. I mean, gets arrested for that. I mean, then he, yeah, it makes sense not to put him in there. Although, at that point, I mean, you still sort of have to weigh the pros and cons considering how great of a player he was. And that, and it's not like, and here's the thing, this is like the only board I could think of that's got this issue. I mean, I'm not as well informed about, like, other Hall of Fans, but the ones I know about mostly are base, baseball, basketball, and, and, and football. I sort of know a hockey at but Hall of Fame, but not as much. But, but there's some pretty awful characters. I guarantee you there are some pretty bad characters that are in the fo- NFL, the Pro Football Hall of I mean, Fame, Sorrell and Owens the Basketball Hall of Fame. In. I mean, he was a great player, but and, and e- even when he was playing, he wasn't necessarily considered to be good to his teammates and all that. And, and uh, somehow he, he still made the Hall of Fame. Which he should have. He well, totally deserved No, agree, yeah. 100%. Right. But I mean, baseball is not – the writers don't feel the same way as the NFL commission committee, or committee, Hall of Fame committee. And, and, I mean, there's some – I mean, there's other people like um, – like in football, for example, like Ray Lewis was – was, he had I – I think he was – not, I don't think he was. He was not convicted, obviously. But there was like thoughts about accusals of mur- him committing murder. Why is he in the Hall of Fame? And I'm not saying like what happened was terrible. And I like 
I'm not trying to I'm not trying to put that, but like, why is the baseball Hall of Fame care so much about the character clause, but no other sports really do that? They recognize them for their on-field achievements, and off-field things should be are important. They should not be there. Like, if they're terrible people, if they done ba- made bad mistakes, don't put them in. Like, that they, they sh- that should not be the deci- 100% deciding factor to me, at least. But yeah, that I- should be a that should be like the smallest thing they consider. I almost think the writers to the, in baseball consider the off the field stuff more than the on the that's, field that, stuff. That, 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 that's, that's something I've seen now too. Like that's a problem. That should not. That that's not how it should be. If anything, that should be like the la- last of their concerns. Correct. Yeah. And no matter what, I mean, whatever you think about what Kurt Schilling has said or done recently before, his on the field stats and numbers and speak for themselves. And now he also apparently wrote a letter saying, I want to be off the ballot. Um, let the right, the guys who know what they're talking about vote for me, right, and put me right. in. And then he said he doesn't deserve to be all, something along the lines of, I don't actually deserve to be a Hall of Famer. I don't know. That might be out of, con- I don't know what the context of that one really was, but. Supposedly, Rob Manfred said that um, that taking Schilling off the ballot for next year would not only be, I think, a violation of the, um, I think it was a violation of the rules for, a violation of the rules for um, election, for getting elected, but it would also set a, a precedent that they don't really want to be set. And that, in, in a, a bad way of getting a precedent, basically. And I, I, I most agree with him there. I, I think it is something that, I mean, you can't just be taken off just because you want to be off. I mean, I mean, he can he can say, "Yeah, don't vote for me." He can tell the writers, "Yeah, don't vote for me." I think that's totally different than saying, "I want to be off the ballot." And they're not going to take him off the ballot. They've already said that. It's just not going to happen. Correct. I, I think some of the writers are being a little, honestly, hypocritical with this thing. Like, I don't know. There and on there's people who vote like there are players who my my problem is that the the system's broken. There's no reason that I know it's only happened four times, but I just have an issue with the fact that there is no there's that there's no one inducted this year. I mean obviously you're gonna have those the guys who were inducted last year right. get in because they, they the pan, the pandemic obviously delayed theirs, but the fact that there's not an actual class of twenty twenty or twenty twenty one twenty one class, I think that's ridiculous i i think that's i'm not i don't like that i think that's dumb i think it's a broken i think the system's broken to me at least yeah i mean i part of that i think is partly determined by the talent that's on the ballot and i mean given the talent that's on the ballot this year yeah there should have been people who were inducted yes 100 percent. um but i mean obviously this year isn't you i would have to you would have to look at the other times to see okay who was on the ballot that year and see, was there anyone who really deserved that? I mean, if there wasn't, then yeah, it makes sense that there was nobody. But I mean, it would be pretty hard for there to be nobody on a ballot who deserves to be in. Let's see. I'm gonna. I'm trying to check the. Um, I'm looking to see what other years. Uh, nine, so this is actually the. F- this is yeah. So this is the fourth time since 1960. Actually, before that, there were so it's a total of nine times. Then. It's, I just think this isn't I just don't think this is the right way to I just don't like the way they do it I think there should be you can't like you can't tell me none of these players are worthy of being inducted into the Hall of Fame yeah. all of the uh, there are some of I mean, them who deserve all, it maybe not all of them 
Or here you go. In 2013, nobody nobody got in, and some of the names on that list, Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, Craig Biggio, Piazza, and Sosa. Those are some of the guys who are on there. Um, 1996, nobody got on Keith Hernandez, Bob Boone, Fred Lynn. Uh, 1971, Yogi Berra, Nelly Fox, Harvey Haddix. Uh, why, was, why would Yogi Berra not make it on his first try? I know, right? That doesn't make sense to me. See, that's my issue. Like, you can't tell me, like, especially, the, I mean, obviously, I know the steroids, but you can't tell me some of these guys aren't Hall of Famers. Like, I know Bill, I would have been hard for Billy Wagner to get the 75%. I just think there's a problem with it, especially, and there's, then there's the, the people who do, have, who get a ballot and they don't write, there's no, they don't fill it out. It's just an empty ballot. I have an incredibly big issue with that. You get a ballot, that's an on, That's an honor to have that ballot. I would love that ballot one day. That would be so, that would like be a dream of mine. That would be so cool. Oh, me too, yeah. And you just decide to wait you're wait it's wasting it yeah it's a waste of that honor to me and i just think that's and it makes it harder for everyone on the ballot to get in yeah one less i mean depending on who you would vote for but that lowers the chances that someone gets 75 percent. i mean there were what four ballots that were empty this year i think there were 10 actually maybe there were, yeah maybe there were 10 um yeah but i mean i mean because that means everyone has a lower chance to get in because you you need 75% of all the votes and when 10 people don't or however many people don't give in give back an empty ballot that makes it harder for everyone because that's that lowers every everyone's chance I mean even if you take even without those it still makes it a lot harder to get the 75% I'm trying to find how many blank ballots there were um but moving on, moving on, I guess. Some news with Mas, uh, pitching free agency market. Yeah, Masahiro Tanaka has um, decided to return to Japan. He will. He signed a two-year deal with the um, Rakuten Eagles, which is at, which is the same team he pitched with in Japan before coming to the U.S. He actually first pitched for them in 2007 at 18 years old, and has now he's. Uh, I believe, what, 36 years old, or 32 years old, I believe. Yeah, 32, and he's um, decided to go back to Japan, and after spending seven years in the U.S., I mean, he's decided to go back, pitch for pitch for um, Rakuten again. And I, I think it's a good opportunity. I think the market for him in the U.S. wasn't quite the same as he was expecting. I think that was part of the reason he went back. Um, I mean, the market as a whole has been not just slow, but, I mean, nobody's really getting as much money as they figured. Um, and I, I think Tanaka was sort of affected by that. He probably, he probably gets more money going back to Japan anyway. Um, not that it's all about money, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's an interesting decision. Obviously, weakens the starting pitching market, um, considering he was... He was... Probably, if not the second best pitcher available, definitely in the top three or five. Um, and I mean, now, now that for teams looking at pitching, I mean, a team like um, I don't know the Cubs, for example. Um, I mean, there's that's one less guy they could get. Not that they really would have paid for Tanaka anyway, probably considering their budget problems. But it seems like something that. I mean, it, it lessens the market, and, and it makes it so 
So the market seems more depleted, basically. Yeah, I mean, um, and quickly back to that, 14 ballots were blank, which is a record. That's ridiculous. But, yeah, I agree. Masahiro Tanaka, good for him going back to Japan. I think the Yankees, after getting Kluber um, I just and uh, trading for Tyone, I just don't think it was realistic they were going to get him back. And so, after re-signing LeMahieu, too. Yeah, that's true. I just think it stinks. I mean, he's really. He seems like a really good play. I mean, he's been really good in the postseason overall, I believe, too. But you know, can't always get him. And um, I hope he uh, does well back in Japan. So with that, we are going to take a quick break. But when we return, we will talk more free agency and trades that happened in the past week. Stick around on KCOU 88.1 FM. You're listening to On Deck Circle. Take for a KCOU bumper. KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, Missouri. Tune in to one of these nights on KCOU 88.1 FM. Join host Garrett Jones to talk the weirdest and wackiest in all four professional sports. I'm on from Sunday nights from 5 to 6 on KCU 88.1 FM. And if you ever miss a show, catch it wherever you enjoy podcasts. It's one of these nights on KCU 88.1 FM. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. KCOU would like to remind you that Missouri Tiger football and basketball are brought to you by El Rancho. Catch every Mizzou football game and Mizzou men's basketball game on KCOU 88.1 FM and on KCOU.FM. While you are online, check out El Rancho's website at www.columbiamomexicanfood.com or visit them downtown at 1014 East Broadway. Thank you, El Rancho, for supporting KCOU Sports. Marco, thank you so much for tuning into this college radio station. I love you. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide. Hello and welcome back to On Deck Circle here on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm Michael Levitt with Adam Rosen. And... Adam, it was it was a busy week for free agency this week. A lot of lot of big big signings who you figured would have signed already if in a normal market, but I mean obviously still out there and I mean two guys who we said were in um, our who top are, five yeah. uh, last week are actually signed. Uh, those being JT Realmuto and Marcus Semyon, and I mean you have you had other big names signed as well. And Droughton Simmons signed, Brad Hand. Adam Wainwright re-signed. Um, what do you think of those signings? Well, Real Muto makes sense. I mean, we I had a feeling he was staying in Philly. Uh, Simmons, kind of, eh, that's an interesting move for him to go to the Twins. I mean, opposing teams are going to be really scared of hitting up the middle because you're going to have 
Simmons at short and then Buxton in center. So uh, you're not getting any base hits in the middle of that in the middle of the field ever because I mean you get two fantastic defenders. I'd say Simmons is probably the best defensive shortstop in baseball the last seven almost decade. I'd say honestly. Um, I mean he's absolutely flat out ridiculous with what he can do on the field defensively and. Um, Semyon, I've not been a big, I've not been that big of a fan of Marcus Semyon besides his defense. I mean, he had that one very good, pretty, he had that one good solid good year, 2019. Every other year, he's been pretty, not, not, he hasn't been good at, like, except he, for defense. He's been average. I mean, he's, he's, he's been really good defensively, not yeah. Simmons level, but. Nah. Um, I mean, good, like good defender. I mean, he's been an okay hitter, probably about average for a starting shortstop, I would say. If I pull it up, yeah. Uh, looking at OPS plus, that's like league. It's just like 100 is average. It's uh, league and park factors and era factors. His uh, OPS plus in 2019 was 39, which is basically he's 39 percent better than the average hitter. Every other year he's below 100. Like he's his highest OPS. He had an 892 OPS in 19, 2019. Every other year it's below 740. I mean, he. I, I saw people saying, "Oh my gosh, this guy's like a top, a, one of the best shortstops in baseball." Yeah, defensively he's very good, but offensively he's like pretty. He's very. He's definitely below average, and I just don't think he's. I, I think it's a solid signing because it's a veteran guy who's going to bring some solid defense to the for a solid defense. But other than that, it's it's meh. I mean, at least it's a it's a one year deal, so it's only one year of that money on it. Yeah, I mean, he signed you know, one year, $18 million, which is actually kind of a lot for him, I would say. Um, Toronto, obviously, they didn't really need a shortstop. They have Bobachet at, sec- at short, and, I mean, uh, they're, I think Semyon's probably going to play second for them, and they'll move um, uh, Either that or third. Biggio to third. I think he'd probably play third, more likely. I think they want to. I think I think believe Biggio is second, really. He is, but I, I thought they. I figured I read something that they were gonna. Um, yeah. They were gonna move Biggio to third and put Semyon as second. I think Semyon has more experience as second. I think as part of it, um, and uh, and then Vlad Junior would be it would would be at first. Yeah, it makes sense. I think. I mean, it's a it's a bit it's a solid signing, but. Uh, overall, I mean the Blue Jays. I mean this is just one other move that the Blue Jays are like, they're going all in it. And um, I mean, this is one of this has got this is they they truly believe that this is the year. This I think it was we were talking. I was talking. It's this feels like that that 2015 Cubs team that they signed a couple. Of, they signed a big name free agent in John Lester. Um, the Blue Jays did that with Springer, and they signed a couple other guys. Got a couple other guys. Obviously, they hired a new manager. Joe Madden then, but the Blue Jays haven't. But it feels like that where they're like, this is the year that our young talent is going to take that next step and be good and be great. And then the same, and then 2015, then in 2016 the Cubs did that again, and then they really took the next step. You have an MVP second year player. I'm not saying any of these guys are going to win MVP, but they went. Uh, they took. They're taking that. That's. I think this is that step for the Blue Jays. They think this is then they're going to take that next step this year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think they could honestly take that next step, assuming all their guys develop. And stay healthy, right. yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, if Vlad Jr. takes the next step, if Bichette takes the next step, if Biggio takes the next step, if the pitching can stay healthy, I mean, it's 
it's a risk, but I, I, I think it's one that they feel they have to do. I mean, it, it, if if that happens, I mean, they could go all the way, and they don't want to regret not making a move and missing out on that. I'm possibly getting a championship. I mean, they wouldn't know what would happen, but, I mean, it would be possible. And, I mean, obviously, I think, I, I, I think it's definitely something that they, they should do. I mean, I, maybe not on one-year deals. Maybe sign Semyon to, I don't know, two years, 30 million or something like that. So at least in case you, you don't necessarily do it this year, you'll have him for next year. And, I mean, because the way it is now, I mean, the, signing Semyon, okay, it's a good one-year guy, but that means it's basically championship or bust for them. And it, it's... Maybe next year is, I'd say. Right, but then why sign why sign Semi into a one year deal? Why not sign why not sign him, let's say, two years, thirty million? I mean I think maybe they wanted the one year deal just to see how it works out, I guess. I guess who knows. Maybe it's a placeholder or something, maybe they wanted to do something like that. But either way I like this sign. I think it's a pretty solid signing. It's a, it's an alright signing, yeah. I'm happy for them with that. Then you have Brad Hand, that's a good that's a fantastic signing to me at least. Oh yeah, I th- yeah. Washington definitely needed an upgrade to their bullpen. I yeah, mean, Hand will probably be their closer. I think who their closer was going to be probably Tanner Rainey, probably would have been their closer. And he's a good setup guy. I don't know that he's really. He's not an elite, a back right. end guy. Yeah, well, I, he's not like he's the, a decent seventh or eighth inning guy. Yeah, he's, he's not, not he, yeah. but he's not like the back end lockdown shutdown guy. Right. That they need. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't necessarily proven. He hasn't really been the closer, but, I mean, I think he they obviously don't really want to try him in that role. I think they needed a lefty in the bullpen anyway, and Hand is a lefty, so that fills that need, too. I mean, obviously, a high-leverage lefty is, I mean, pretty important. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great signing for Washington. Yeah, I think so as well. So then, and then for the St. Louis fans out here, Mar- uh, Adam Wainwright is back on an eight. So we got the full details now. $8 million, full no-trade clause. <laughs> and then some of these are some fun. I like these incentives. 50000 for All-Star and Gold Glove. 25000 for Silver Slugger. <laughs> 50000 for LCS MVP, uh, World Series MVP. And 500000 for a, if he finished uh, in the top 10 for Cy Young voting. And then my favorite one is $50,000 bonus for Division Series MVP. Does, does baseball have an award they're about to announce? Is there a division series MVP we're just forgetting exists? Yeah, I don't think that's an actual. Award. I think yeah. I just like that. It's a little bit. Fun. It's kind of funny, but um, so silver. Sl- but the silver slugger one's also really funny. Well, I mean, if I they mean, end up not having a DH, then there would be a silver slugger award. True, that's true, and I, th- I believe Wainwright's also won it before. But apparently, yeah, also Brad Hand player. got the same incentive. <laughs> that's funny to me. Brad Hand getting an uh, in t- uh, incentive his contract to win silver slugger. If Brad Hand wins Silver Slugger, I I will buy a, I will get a Brad Hand jersey. Calling it right now. Adam Wainwright's actually a decent hitter. No, I know, but I don't, I don't think Brad Hand's winning Silver Slugger. I don't even think aware. Yeah, that that's never gonna happen. But I, I like I, I like the I I think that's a solid contract. Uh, definitely a fan favorite. Uh, he's been a very good pitcher. He's pretty solid lately. Even if he's been he's definitely up there in age. Um, it's definitely the probably a few years, if not a year away from retirement. But it's good for him. He gets to go back, 
And uh, I'm assuming Molina, that probably incentivizes them to get Molina back as well for yeah. one to two years, assuming, depending on what they pay him. And so, I mean, Molina wants a two-year contract. Cardinals have only been willing to give him one year so far. So, I mean, that'll be interesting to see if they, if they end up going for two years or if they go one year in an option. Or, I mean, one year in an option would be a compromise, I think. And I think that would probably be... Um, that would be beneficial for both parties because probably a mutual option would make the most sense because then if either team wants out, they can just decline their half of the option. Yeah. Um, so I think, I, I mean, I, I, Wayne, Wainwright and Yadier have been with the Cardinals for forever, forever, basically. I mean, their, their whole career is pretty much Yadier has been his whole career. Wainwright since before he came up pretty much. Um, and I mean, he, they're sort of the the elder statesman in the Cardinals organization right now. I mean, you have a lot of those guys haven't really been there for too long. I mean, obviously Matt Carpenter has been there for a while, or Harrison Bader has been there a few years. But I mean, it's not, not it's not, it's not really. They haven't been there as long as these guys have. So it's it's more leadership, I guess, for the team, which I think is helpful. Yeah, and then just uh before we get to the trade just a few other smaller i guess lesser or not lesser smaller signings uh Tommy Lestell to the Giants um Jock Peterson to the Cubs uh Lucy Aaron Ramos Loop to the Tigers yeah, yeah. uh Aaron Loop to the Mets um Garrett and, Richards went to Boston and as well as Kike Hernandez which was rumored last week but now it's official um I think is there anything else like big, like even nothing that I can think of that's too major, major yet. But now we got some big trades. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly don't know which one of these is bigger. Um, these both teams need needed an extra guy in the rotation. Both um, Yankees trading for Jamison Tyon and Blue Jays trading for Steven Matz. While the Matz deal isn't quite official yet, I mean, it, it's something that. Is presumed to be done, um, probably barring physicals at this point. And um, I mean, the Yankees definitely. I mean, they're losing Tanaka. Um, I mean, obviously hurt. And I mean, they needed to bolster their rotation. You get Tyon. They signed Corey Kluber. You already had Garrett Cole. Severino, Louis Severino should be back, back around mid-season. Probably. I think they said late summer. That's towards the end of the season, probably. Um, I'm assuming that means like August. Yeah, probably. Um, and then, I mean, you have Jordan Montgomery. I mean, their pitching's not bad. And the one thing they were missing last year, I think, was another, like a third quality pitcher. And I think if Kluber can stay healthy, if Cole can stay at that level, and if Tyon can stay healthy, I mean, that's a pretty dangerous top three. I mean, not it. it it's not up there with, let's say, San Diego or the Dodgers, but as far as AL goes, I mean, that's, I mean, it's probably not, probably could be behind the White Sox. That's debatable. White, yeah, the White Sox has a fantastic top three. Right, but Garrett Cole and Corey Kluber would be a pretty, well, assuming pretty scary yeah. top two. Assuming Kluber can get back to what he was, well, even a, yeah. sh- a sh- I guess a shade of what he was before, because he was fantastic before, but he's basically hasn't pi- basically hasn't pitched in two years almost. Yeah, it feels like so. There's a lot. we'll have to see what he does there with that, and um, 
I mean, they, yeah. the, all the Yankees gave up, well, not all, but I mean, they gave up four prospects. I think none were really that highly rated. Um, so, I mean, I, it's, I think that's a, if Tyon can stay healthy, that'll be a good deal for the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even if they end up not making it to the world, or making it far in the playoffs, I think that would still, that still gives them a chance to get to where they end up going if they end up making the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, I, I think that'll end up working out well for them. Assuming you can stay healthy. Yes, and obviously the thing with them is that obviously that's really their biggest injury issue. That health. I mean, their talent is ridiculous. They have a pl- an exorbitant amount of talent all over. That just the in, that's the only thing that concerns the any me about the Yankees is health. That's it. Yeah. If they can stay health, like even their hitters. Too. If they can stay mo- oh, overall the whole team. If they can stay mostly healthy, like. A few D um IL stint injured injure list stints like which is normal, or a few games missed. But if they can stay mostly healthy like for long term, they're going to be dangerous. Like as they, as they should be expected to be. They're they they'll be top five. They'll be top two, top three teams in all the baseball, if healthy. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, there's really no one that can stop them in their own division. Or, I mean, uh, they, maybe the Blue Jays could. Maybe, maybe the Blue Jays and Rays could like compete, but I don't think as well, much. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think Yankees would still end up as the winner of those three. I mean, if they, I think Yankees would still end up winning the division between those three. Obviously, never count out the Rays, but I mean, I, I think it's still, as far as talent goes, it's the, it seems like the Yankees have the most talent at this time. Yeah, as for far, sure. As far as the Steven Matz deal, um, went to Toronto for three prospects, including one who is a former top 100 prospect, pitcher Sean Reed Foley who's he was a decent I think he was about like in the 80s or 90s as far as on the top 100 list so he wasn't that high as far as the top 100 list but I mean even being on the top 100 list is an accomplishment um I think that's a decent get for them for the Mets I think it I mean I believe Mets is a free agent after this season um so I mean that that I mean basically goes I mean another one-year guy for them I mean I think that's they're really going all in for this year, um, and I mean, they the Mets got some interesting prospects here. I, I think it's more. I mean, Reed Foley's pitched a bit in the majors. I mean, he's he's probably the biggest one of the three at this point. I think he's um, he's the one who could make the most noise this year. Um, but I mean, as far as if you're looking for only this year, I would say the Blue Jays win the deal. If you're looking long term for one year of Mats, I would say Mats would probably win that. Yeah, we yeah, we'd have to. There, we don't know yet, but obviously, two pitching trades per teams that needed pitching in that division. Um, our one concern for the Yankees, I don't really think they have a lefty. I can't think of a lefty that's starting for them. Like. They should prop. I mean, Paxton's still out there. If they can try and see if he, how much he wants, try to resign him. Yeah. Or, um, heck, take uh, heck, if you really want to take a flyer, I mean, Carlos Rodon's out there. I don't think that that's more of a team that that's for. I believe Jordan Montgomery is a lefty, actually. True, but I, I feel like yeah, there's some still some very so, there's still some decent starting pitchers out on the market that could be. More, but I would say those are probably more experimental guys for teams that are either trying to rebuild or just or just trying to test out, see if they can revive a career. Like when I said with Carlos Rodon or even Mike Fulton-Evich, those guys are two players that would probably be two guys who could 
who probably are going to look for teams that are trying to get some depth in the starting rotation and try and rebuild their careers. That's what the Yankees are doing with Kluber, basically. Yes. I mean, they're, they're trying to rebuild their or value. Get, or more like, I guess more word is trying to uh, get their career on their career on the right track after what, like, at least in the case of Rodon, I guess try and get him on the track that he was expected to be on when he was with the White Sox. Unfortunately for him, it was a lot of injuries. Um, Fulton Evich was DFA'd after p- being poor since then. All-Star. Yeah, okay. he was really yeah. good. He had an All-Star season, and then uh, since then he's been t- brutal. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is—he's really fallen off. I think it, it's— it's something that I don't think really that many people saw coming, honestly. Yeah, he lost like five miles. He lost a lot of velocity, which I think is a lot, has got that's got to have a lot to do with it. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I certainly didn't expect that. I don't think really that many people expected him to fall off that much. I mean, maybe fall off a little bit after that great season, regress a little bit, maybe to being above average or about average, maybe a little better, but not not to totally fall out of the rotation. Yeah. So we are going to have to take another quick break. But when we return, is Nolan Arenado being traded? And what's going on with Ken Griffey Jr.? Come back after the break and find out. Hey, this is Tommy Wiseau, and you listen... Columbia, KCOU 88.1 FM. Hopefully you have a groovy time. Tune in to High and Tight with me and my co-host, Logan Perone, as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website, KCU.FM on the Blue Box. Young people from all walks of life have volunteered to take part in a frightening experiment. They are allowing their brains to be altered. Altered to induce paranoia, heart malfunction, memory loss, even early senility. Unfortunately, this is not an experiment. It's what slowly happens to you when you keep smoking pot. No one has to alter your brain. You've already volunteered to do it to yourself. Missouri Tigers football and men's and women's basketball on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCOU Sports is brought to you by El Rancho. Located at 1014 East Broadway, El Rancho provides themselves in serving up fresh and authentic Mexican food. To look at their menu and learn more, go to www.columbiamomexicanfood.com. Thank you, El Rancho, for supporting KCOU 88.1 FM, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. I think Kid A is probably their best single album. Uh, but my favorite individual song is Life in a Glass House, the perfect uh, mixture of harmony and chaos. Ken Bone, Radiohead, KCOU, 
Circle here on KCU 88.1 FM. I'm Adam Rosen across from Michael Levitt. So we just finished up some free agency talk, some trades, but now there's a couple of other, there's some rumors about some potential trades, starting with one that seems to be every offseason a rumor, Nolan Arenado um, and the Cardinals. There's an interest, obviously, well, who wouldn't be interested in Nolan Arenado? But this one feels, this one honestly feels different because we saw that I mean, you, you talked about this earlier that players are the Cardinals players have apparently been buzzing about it, which in a way is weird. But like, because what if you're buzzing about it and then you're the one getting traded? But um, like, <clears throat> you saw for if you're giving if you want it first off, we had this thing about if you want Arenado, you're gonna have to give up your top three prospects, your top all of your top prospects. It feels like you're gonna have to give up. I mean, I, Nolan Gorman <clears throat> would obviously be one just to replace him at third base. And probably. yeah, Car- I would say Carlson. Yeah. <clears throat> um, elite. I, I'm going to butcher this name. Liberator? Liberator, yeah. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, you have to. That's, that, that's the minimum. You're going to have to go up major league talent, too, I think. I mean, you're getting the, probably the best third baseman in baseball. I mean, most people, I would say most people would say that. Um, definitely, but. Definitely in the National League. No, no doubt. If not in baseball. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no chance you would give up less than that i mean you have to give up a lot i mean obviously he has that opt-out but i think we, we there was a report earlier we were talking about that if he, if so he would probably not he would have to waive his no trade clause which was yes he probably he said he would likely would and the opt-out he has an opt-out after this season then that he would probably not take he would well he would he's will he was reportedly willing to push it back to either a year from now or for some amount of time so he wouldn't opt out after this season it would be a couple years or something like that. Yeah. Just to give... Um, more incentive. The Cardinals or whoever it is, more, yeah, more, incent- more incentive to trade for him, basically. Yeah. And if the Cardinals make that trade, I mean, I regardless of what they give up, I think that's they're the clear favorites in that division. Oh, no doubt. I mean, the NL Central is really up for grabs except for the Pirates. Sorry, Pirates fans. Um, but, <clears throat> I mean... That's a weak division. I mean, I mean, you could see a team with 84 wins win that division. Honestly, I think, I don't think this di- this division is really not that good. It's not. De- it's people are like, oh, because you have four teams that are probably going to compete for it, but that doesn't mean they're all good. I mean, like, it's going to be an 80 mid mid 80s win team. I mean, I've seen some people legitimately think that a, a 500 or less team could win it. I don't think that. I'm not going to go that far, but there's not a lot. I don't see this division being that good, and but if an Arenado is on the Cardinals, that's clearly the favorites. Oh no doubt. I mean, I mean, you have him at third. You would have Goldschmidt at first. Um, I mean, obviously you're giving up. You would have to give up Dylan Carlson. Yeah. Maybe might not have as much of an impact this year, but obviously down the road, um, which would make Arenado pushing back his opt-out clause that much more important especially if you're giving up your top three prospects or whatever you're giving up, um, at, at least one of your top prospects, probably, if not. At least, least two, yeah, right. honestly. Um, I mean, that's, I think, one of the main things is, I mean, this, that Cardinals team would, be, would have a dangerous lineup. Um, yeah, between Goldschmidt and uh, Arenado, and you, I'm not sure where, what they would do 
with Matt Carpenter in that case. Maybe move him to second, unless he's part of the return package. Um, which he possibly could be, at least to offset some of the salary. Yeah, just for salary, because the owner now is, I believe, $32 million. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, he has $199 million left on his deal. That's a lot of money. <clears throat> I mean, assuming he doesn't opt out on Of course, um, yeah. But, <clears throat> I mean, it's... But, yeah. I mean, you saw Jack Flaherty tweet again. I mean, maybe it's in reaction to Wainwright, but he did not. There was nothing about, no no words, just a gif of the, the, the iconic Chris Pat, Pratt uh, uh, surprise, happy, smiling gif. So I don't know what that, I'm assuming that's probably for Wainwright, but, I mean. Or Yachtier, too, possibly. Probably yeah. for, it's probably for that, but who knows? There's a lot of that. And it just feels like this, I mean, seriously, it's been like the last two off seasons, there's been rumors about Arenado to the Cardinals, but this one time, this time it feels a lot more serious than it did before. Yeah, yeah. And, and Cardinals aren't the only team who are interested in him. Well, yeah. Supposedly the Braves have inquired about him, too, which, not that they're, I mean, there's probably less of a chance that the Braves trade for him than the Cardinals. Although the Braves do have the prospects that they would probably need to trade for him. I mean, oh, think yeah. of all those pitching prospects they have. Um, not to mention, I mean, those... And they've got a couple... Outfielders and, uh, and Drew Waters and Pache is up now. But, um, I mean, I mean, they still have a lot of high-rated prospects. They, yeah, and they also have a guy... Um, third baseman. Um, Austin Riley? Blanking. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, so Arenado... We'll have more on that whenever that develops. If that does happen, we'll be right. We'll be definitely talking about that. But then on to next, on to so can't we? You mentioned to Ken Griffey Jr. right before the break. So I was really happy to see this. Ken Griffey Jr. is being moved into a, uh, being hired into the commissioner's office by Major League Baseball as a senior advisor, which is funny because, or you could say a junior advisor, I guess. Ha ha. Uh, no. So. I think that's awesome because you know they want to promote the sport. He wants they're going to try and help promote the sport to you, the youth, and try and like educate them on baseball, have them more interested in it, and that is super crucial because baseball is a. It, it, I wouldn't say it's a. I guess you could say it's kind of a dying sport, and but like you, you would say it's less popular than the others, and having the maybe the most iconic player in ML in recent baseball history, if not all of major league history especially because of what he did off the field and this i guess the swagger he brought on like who better to help represent the sport and promote it than the kid yeah i mean it's definitely a, a good hiring for the commissioner's office i mean not too long ago there was the Epstein. i mean now they, i mean the commissioner's office is obviously willing to make changes and try to make their public perception better um i mean griffey's obviously he's going to consult in a number of areas um but I mean, he's his main emphasis is going to be on baseball operations and youth baseball development, and I think that's sort of the biggest thing is young players aren't as willing; they don't find baseball as fun as they used to. Not that that's necessarily Griffey's fault or anything like that, but um, he's willing to work to try to improve that and make more young people interested in baseball and wanna obviously go into it and watch it and become fans of the sport. I mean, I think that's, when you're a child, I mean, it, children are just so, um, their minds are a lot more moldable than you are as an adult. And obviously with, if, if he's working on youth baseball, he, if you become a fan as a kid, 
you're going most likely you're going to be a fan for life. Yeah. And I think that's sort of one of the best parts about Griffey's job is he he's going to get a lot of these hopefully get a lot of these kids to become kid uh, fans for life. If not, make them make that. If not, make the ones who are already fans more of a fan. So, but that, for now, that's going to do it for us here on On Deck Circle on KCU 88.1 FM. Stay tuned for, uh, come back next week, same time, Friday, 4 p.m., and uh, we will have a lot more talk, hopefully, for baseball stuff.